Arayichud Vehamuna. And as we said, that uh, we learned the introduction of Chinuch Katan, and we said that originally it looks like the plan was of the Alter Rebbe to make this the first book, and then he uh, changed around, made it into the second Sefer. So what is let's doing aside? So what is the opening? Is Lahovin Maat Mizair to understand a little of a little? Both Maat means a little, Zair means a little. It means a little bit of a little bit. Mashikosu Bezoyar. The Zoyer says that there is two levels of Yehuda. Yehud means the unity of the Ebershter. In other words, how we uh, see the oneness, the onlyness of Hashem. There is a Yehuda Ilah, the way is a perspective of a higher level of understanding the Ebershter's Yehuda, Yehud. And there is a lower level, Yehud Tator. The uh, the word void, the Zayar says, there is a way to calculate that the void is the same thing as the word echod. Baruch Shem Kvei Machus Void. The Vav Ayin Dalet, there is a way to turn it into the level of echod. So it says in the Zayar. And there is echod straight, which is Yehudah law, then the Shor is the lower level of Yehud. So the Alter Rebbe is going to try to explain how is it possible, or what is the meaning of these two different levels of Yehud, and uh, how, to, how to apply this. So this is what the basis of, the, of this Shari Yehud Vamuna. Perikalf. So you're going on of the on the Pasik, it says, The Pasik starts with the Atore Soladas, you have been shown, Kashemu Likim. Yeah, so he says, So you'll know today and you'll put it on your heart. That Hashem is a Likim, in the heavens above, and on the earth below, nothing else. Because previously the Pesach talks about that you might be corrupted and you're going to see the fish in the water, you're going to see the stars, you're going to see the sun, the Shemesh Ve'ereach, you might bow to them. So the Pesach says, no, you should know that Hashem is a Likim in the heavens above and in the earth below. There's nothing else besides Hashem. So if the simple meaning, what we're trying to say, that there's nothing else besides Hashem, means there's no other God, so what we're trying to say, that neither the sun, neither the, in the water, neither in the fish, neither in the... There's no God besides Hashem, there's only one God. Yeah. What are we excluding? Saying Instead of saying that there is... Uh, we're trying to tell you, don't think that there might be a second God, so we're trying to do one God. That's the whole idea of the Shari Yichud Vamuna, which the Alter Rebbe is trying to explain. When we say in Oid, when we talk about Yichuda, Yichud Eloi Yichud when we talk about Yichud, we're trying to say... Not that there is no other God. We're trying to say there's nothing else besides Hashem. There's only Hashem. Because if it's like the simple meaning, the Zalt Rebbe asks, if we're going to assume like the simple meaning, that there's no other God, we need to understand, does it enter your mind that there is a God who is soaking in the water underneath the ground? Because the Pesach says, you, as it says in the Pesach earlier, you're going to see the fish, don't no? So what are we trying to tell you? Oh, there might be some God over there underneath by the fish. This would be... 
And it's not just we're telling you that there isn't over there. We're saying so that we need to warn so much to such an extent. It says, What is You should put to your heart. In other words, that you have to really uh, pay attention to this and really understand this, you know, that there is no. So what? There's no other God underneath the world. That's, that's not something that we need to be so warned. It must be something else. That's what I was going to say. It can't mean simply there's no other God because there's nothing even... Uh, we don't have to tell you to so strongly know that there is no other God. And the Alter Rebbe's point is going to be explained now. He's going to explain that everything gets its creation from Hashem. And we always need Hashem to create us. And other than that, there is nothing. Ein oid means there is nothing else. There is nothing but Hashem's koyach, and everything is dependent on, on, on Hashem. And he brings down the posik in Iksiv lo'ilam havayi dvarchonitzah b'ashumayim. The posik says that your word stands in the heavens forever. What does that mean, your word stands in the heavens forever? Your word is referring to the ten mamoris, asor mamoris. When the Abishter said in the beginning of the creation, let there be a firmament, Yihirakiya. So that's not that it was a one time word that Hashem spoke then, but it's something which is continuously Hashem, You're always your Shem, your word is always standing in the heavens. So there's a medrash in the medrash Tilim, but the Altarebbe brings down the Balshemtov articulate, Pirisha Balshemtov Zal. The Balshemtov explained this, what does it mean? And uh, the Rebbe points out it's not really the Balshemtov. The Altarebbe brings down look at the Torah from Medrash Tilim, but the Balshemtov articulated, expounded on this idea. Kidvor Marta, your word that you said that's the Vorchom. So these words and these letters they are standing strong. And they last forever. They're always there. Inside of the firmament in the sky. They are eternally dressed up within all the firmaments. Because we know there is seven rikia. There is seven firmaments. So with each one of these firmaments to vitalize them. What gives life to them is the word of Hashem. But that is not a one-time thing, but it's that your words are always, that they're always dressed up, that your are eternally dressed up in all the worlds. Which means, it's not like there was once a Sodom Amoris, it was once a sink. And from that point, it's gone, no, it continuously do like that. Not one time, it has to be all the time. That makes them all dependent, as we're going to see. Now, now we are going to say, this is specifically when we talk about Arakiya Hashemayim. We, the, the, we talk about those items that are lasting forever. So the firmament is forever. The sun is forever. They always exist, the same sun. So you're saying it has to be uh, all the time. What about things that constantly change? They're not there all the time. They, but the, the, the species is there, but not the individual. Individuals don't, don't stay. So over there too, while they're there, also the Abish that has to be behind them. That's why it brings further the Pasik. Could see 
as the Pasuk also says, Udvar elikeinu yakum le'olam, that the word of our God stands forever. Normally, Pashit, what does it mean? Dvar elikeinu yakum le'olam? It means whatever Hashem said will come true. That's what it means. When some promises something, it will come true. But here he touches it. Udvar elikeinu yakum le'olam, it stands forever inside of the firmament. As we say, his words are alive and exist forever. What does it mean? It means that he continuously is in all the items, in all the items that the Eishter vitalizes them. It's not only Yehidakiya, the Saramamaris, but everything else. As he's going to explain soon, even though the Eishter is only 10 sayings, so we don't have every individual thing, word for each one. But when you exchange the words of that Sodom Amoris, you'll get everything. There is various different ways that really every Hebrew name of it, as we'll see in a minute, is the vitalization, is the Dvar Hashem through various different ways. For had these letters been removed instantly, God forbid, the Chajus Mukhaidam. In other words, they would go back, instead of expressing the Dibur Mukhaidam, they would be removed and go back to their source. Then, So the whole sky would become nothing and zero Mamish. They would be like, they were never there. Because even while they were there, they need constantly the Ebishter to make them, and otherwise it would be nothing. Just as before, the Ebishter said Yirakia. So there was no Riki, there was no firmament, so there was no Shemayim, in the Shemayim there was no firmament. So it would have been the same thing as before, because nothing really happened with the creation of the world. It needs, there's nothing really independent there, because now it's the whole time an expression of Hashem's Dibur, and if it's removed, it was nothing there. Same thing is, this is talking about, like I said before, about the Rekia. This is an item which is always there for the creation. But the same thing all creations that in all the worlds, that they come and go. The upper ones and the lower ones, all the creation, which means whether it's Malachim, whether it's lower ones, even this physical world and even in, and in this world the level of actual inanimate because first of all our world itself is the lowest of all the spiritual worlds it's a physical world within the world itself we have the four categories of is the least uh, in Doymim you don't see any life force in Doymim other things you see in Neshama, you see growth, you see movement, you see life, you see something over there, so you can say, oh, they have a chayis, there's something in them, there's a, but the daimim seems like it's here, it's there, there's nothing seems, that you don't see any neshama in them, you don't see any life in them, daimim. but the Altarebbe says, yeah, there is life. The, the, the life that creates them, that's their neshama, the oishis that creates them. Had been removed instantly 
God forbid, those letters from the 10th saying, that with them, with those letters, the earth was created during the sixth day of creation. Had they been removed instantly, God forbid, then it would return to nothingness and zero, just as before the six days of creation. So now, that's just That's why the Arizal writes, that even in inanimate mamash, like take, for example, stones, sand, and water, which are inanimate. So even over there, we have a neshama, yesh b'chines nefesh b'chayis ruchnis. There is a soul, and there is a spiritual vitality. What is that? Yeah, what is that? The hainu b'chines islapsh, that is, b'chines islapshus oisis adibur masorem amoris, those are the dressing up, and then the letters from the ten sayings, who vitalize and create the inanimate. That it becomes an entity from nothing and zero. From before six days of creation. That is always there. That's the neshama. That's the nefesh ruchnis. That is the spiritual nefesh of that neshama. Because every item has a neshama. Now, here we're talking about the, uh, the letters, but we don't find letters in the level of, uh, there's no word heaven in the stone. We don't find words in the letters for the stones. That we're going to see that by extension, it also comes, uh, exchanging of the letters of the letters will come to two. And he is discussing that every item in this world has the words of that created it constantly in it. Those words during the Sarah the six days of creation, that first brought that item into being, so it brought the stone into being. Or any or any time ever, even in the species that are brought to bringing, you know, the, the, that level, that uh, letters are always there because if the letters are not there, then the person the Evan or whatever it is, the doimem, even the lowest thing, this the neshama, the chayis, gives it life. Otherwise, it, it stops existing. It would no longer be there. So, but where do we have the name? The mothers, there's no. Where are the letters for the Evan? So even though there is no mention of the name of Evan in the ten sayings of the Torah. Still, there is a vitality to the Evan through the combination and the exchanges of letters. You can change letters. There are various different rules how letters are interchanged. <coughs> Those letters that come from, let's say, from the same place of the throat, there is the various different letters, they can be interchanged with one another. So you have to interchange there are 231 gates, front and back. To the front and to the back. Those are mentioned, the Rebbe brings a note where they are articulated, all these 231 uh, ways. 
<coughs> has brought down the Sefer Yitzira over there, the book of creation, how the various different uh, exchange of letters end up creating uh, the various different items in the world. Uh, until it evolves from the ten saints. And then you get the combination of the name of Evan. That is the energy that vitalizes the, the stone, that he needs that tziruf, he needs that name, that's from Sodom Amoris, that gives him a life. That is the highest, that's the life force of that stone. And the uh, normally when we call things a a name, so we call it a chair in English. Chair in English has nothing to do with what a chair is. It's just a name that we decided that we're going to call a chair a chair, but it doesn't represent. But the Hebrew word of a name, like the name of Evan or Kise, I'm saying Kise, I'm not sure Kise probably too, but a Hebrew name is not just a arbitrary name that people decide we're going to call this an Evan it is because that is actually the tziruf of the letters that actually vitalize that uh, that item that's why we find a lot of times that the Hebrew words of the name are meaningfully reduction the various different meanings of the letters because those letters are not just arbitrary letters that we choose but those are actually the chayis and the vitality which come from the Asura Mamoris the same thing is true with all the creations of the world because presumably the name Evan, the Doimen, we don't have more creations of Evan. Whatever the Ebishter created, the Evan in the six days of creation, that's here, and that's it. There's no new Avonim that are created. And that Evan stays all the time, or whatever it is, unless you crush it, whatever, but it's still the same. There's no more and there's no less. That's what it is. What it is. What Hashem created. That's what it is. But then you have creations. You have they come and they go. There's uh, people born, people die, or this. But the same thing is true. All the creations of the world. Their name, which they're called in Loshin Kodesh. They are the letters of the speech of Hashem's saying that evolve from one level to the other level. They all come from the ten sayings of the Torah. Through the exchange and the substitution of the letters in the 238 gates that he quoted before from the Sefer Yitzhak, until it dresses up and it reaches, it dresses up in that creation to give it life. So, you would wonder, Ring, so why is it like that? So how come certain things like Yehiro says Beferish in the Pasuk, let there be a firmament, right? But it doesn't say in the Torah, let there be an Evan, or let there be a creature specific. That comes through Hishtalshus. He says, but that's, that's a, there's a big reason. Because the energy is much more potent, much more direct when it comes, when the actual word 
is written. So when it says Yirukiya, there's a lot more because it comes direct. When it rolls around and it gets substituted, it gets combined through other means, that means that that energy of Hashem has gone through some transformation. It's gone through something tsumim. It's gone through various different uh, contractions in order to get to the, to the created being. Why is there just general? The Amishah said, let there be birds, let there be fish, let there be... But it doesn't say about, let there be Ruvain, Shimon, or it doesn't say this, that. It doesn't say. It just talks about the general kind. Why? Because the, the energy of Hashem to the general kind is at a much stronger level than what comes down later on to the individual within that level. Because the detailed create creatures cannot receive their vitality from the ten sayings themselves in the Torah. The energy that uh, comes from the letters themselves Of the letters directly, that is too great for specific creation. And they cannot receive the highest. It's only when it descends the energy and it evolves from one level to a lower level through the exchange and the substitution of the letters. The gematriois. Now he brings in also the numerical what it equals, the numerical amount. which is the number, the counting, the 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 the, the uh, number, the letter, the, the counting of the the isis. the numerical values. To the extent that it can be contracted and dressed up so that an individual created being should be come from it. So it comes down through this contraction. And this is the name that they call him in Loshan Kodesh, the Holy Tongue. That becomes the vehicle to the energy which has been contracted in the letters of these names. So your name basically is the vehicle in which those letters from Hashem have been contracted into that shape, that form, that counting. As they have evolved from the ten sayings of the Torah, those ten sayings have the koya v'chayiz, livre yeshmei Those ten sayings have the power to create existence from nothing, and to give him his life forever. It's those letters of the Torah that the Torah says that has the power to create and to give him life forever, but not directly, through the various different chiluf mitmuris, but it comes from those words of the Torah. Why do the words of the Torah have the power? Because those are, those are, the, those are the words of the Abish Torah, 
Because at the end of the day, those words of the Torah and Hashem are really one. So it turns out they have in themselves the power of creation to create the words of the Torah. Those are the ten sayings. But if we talk about the Rakia or things that they get it directly, other things get it through a contraction. And when you get a specific name, uh, I think what he's talking about, if the guy is called Ruven, or he's called Shimon, even the specific person, those names are your vehicles to become the, the guys. So that's why we say, like parents have Ruch HaKodesh, they know the name to give me, they have a, an insight, because it's very significant. That's the Kaili for the Chayis that the Ebishter gives you, and that you need to have in you all the time to continuously revive, revive you, and it comes from the ten sayings of the Torah in which Hashem created the world.